You're listening to the regular weekly Big Finish podcast. It's Monday, the 26th of September, 2016. Hello, I'm Benji Clifford, sound designer, music man and general madman without a box. And I'm joined, I'm joined here by the Archbishop of Peladon and our executive producer, Mr. Nicholas Briggs. I love these introductions. They just get madder and madder. Every week it's a challenge. I've got to think of top I, I, I like Archbishop of Peladon. Uh, <laughs> Big Finish Productions are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audio books. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Jago and Lightfoot, The Prisoner of Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Confessions of Dorian Gregg. I didn't write a list, you see, so I'm floundering now. See, I swatted up and did a list, but you've 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 read a few on the list, so I've got to yeah, now work out which ones you on, did. Yeah, come uh, on. Countermeasures, Graceless, Dalek Empire, uh, Charlotte Pollard, um, and uh, Dan Dare, and much more. Yes, there we go. Coming up in this podcast, in a moment, the Big Finish news. That'll be followed by listeners' emails, and then our star interview with actor Sean Carson, best known to our listeners as Narvin in Gallifrey. And following that, there'll be time for the randomoid Selectatron. Listener Hannah Newman has created a superbly clever bit of internet wizardry, which randomly selects a Big Finish release from the Big Finish website, which can be found at www.bigfinish.com. We'll make a selection, play the trailer and have a little chat about the release with hopefully some fascinating insights. Hopefully. (laughs) I can't promise it. (laughs) Ever. Uh, Then there'll just be time to sum up our latest releases before we say goodbye and leave you in the company of The Prisoner as we present part four of our serialisation of Departure and Arrival, the first episode of Big Finish's audio reimagining of the 1960s TV cult Oh, it's going to be a corker. So now... Here is the news. Cunic and Benji. Amazing. It sounds just like sort of tuning in it, on it, radio. It does, it does. I, know, I, I love the way we always have to tell people that is exactly what the sound is, because they might just think so I've gone good. mad and started... <laughs> I have to suppress my terrible affliction. Um, yes, so the first in the news then is Charlotte Pollard Series 2. The long-awaited second release of Charlotte Pollard goes before the microphones next week. It's set for release in March 2017, and the series is a direct follow-up from the Charlotte Pollard Series 1, which ended in a bit of a cliffhanger. That's right, yes, this is Series 2 of Charlotte Pollard, and for those of you who don't know, Charlie Pollard was Big Finish's companion to the Eighth Doctor, as played by Paul McGann. Charlie was brought to life by the brilliant actor India Fisher, and also Alan Barnes, who wrote the first story and created the character, and such was her popularity with listeners that when her story came to an end with the Eighth Doctor, we warped the fabric of time to give her some great adventures with Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor, That run was extended due to popular demand from the listeners and from Colin Baker and India Fisher. Uh, But when all that came to an end, as it had to do, because time was so warped, uh, we gave Charlie her very own series. Released to great acclaim, the first series of Charlotte Pollard was released back in March 2014. How... that's so long ago, time I'm flies. ashamed. Time flies. I know. I mean, and, and now the adventure of Edward, of the Edwardian adventurous out of time continues. And we can exclusively reveal the episode titles of this delicious box set. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm. <laughs> Number one, Embankment Station. Number two, Ruffling. I, I tried to roll my R's, but then... Ruffling. I, I, I can roll my R's, but I sort of backed out halfway through there. Ruffling. Yes. Three, the seed of chaos. And four, the destructive quality of life. Ooh. And as Nick said, Charlotte Pollard Series 2 will be released in March 2017. And don't forget, it's available for pre-order now. The Doctor Who short trip A Full Life is released on Thursday, the 29th of September, which, by the way, is my birthday. <laughs> no pressure, folks. No. <laughs> and you can send your car. <laughs> no. Send your cars. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, send me your cars. S- Thank send you. them your cars. 
Um, yes, this actually sounds quite exciting, I have to say. Matthew Waterhouse gets behind the microphone for a brand new story from Joseph Lidster as we look at some of the momentous season 18 events through Adric's perspective. Here's the trailer. Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips A Full Life I didn't want to be one of the elite. I wanted to be like Varsh. And so, one day, I snuck out. The cylinder was running out and the marshmen were coming. He told me to go. I got another cylinder and I went running back and... But it had him. The marshman had him and the door was closing and I had his hand. I was holding his hand, but I couldn't save him. Varsh died. My brother... started to think we'd never get to this end space. But things were better. We were traveling and we were friends and we were smashing monsters and governments and the Doctor, Romana, K-9 and Adric. Four friends. And I thought it would never end. But that's when it stopped. That's when everything stopped. Because that's when we landed on Viridis. Oh, can you hear that? It's funny. It was raining when we arrived. I remember Romana said something like, Oh, good, rain. And the doctor grinned and said, Oh, good, rain. Then, with a loud ha, he jumped into a puddle, splashing water everywhere. Romana gave him a loud sigh, but I could see that her eyes were smiling. It was the last time I saw that look in her eyes. Big finish. We love stories. Destiny of the Doctors. In 2013, one of Big Finish's most popular celebrations of Doctor Who's 50th anniversary was Doctor Who Destiny of the Doctors. It's an 11 set, 11 single disc releases, one from uh, each incarnation of the Doctor's life, read by actors associated with those evocative times for the series. Actors include Carol Ann Ford, Fraser Hines, Richard Franklin, Lala Ward, Janet Fielding, Nicola Bryant, Sophie Aldred, India Fisher, Nicholas Briggs, Catherine Tate, and Gemma Coleman. Big Finish has teamed up with Bastai Luber for the immediate release of a new boxed set, collecting together all 11 tales in Doctor Who Destiny of the Doctor, the complete adventure on download and CD. Both formats come with behind-the-scenes bonus documentary Meeting Destiny, which was only previously available in a now long-since-deleted limited edition. Doctor Who Destiny of the Doctor is out on Wednesday the 28th of September, the day before my birthday. So this is another podcast-tastic exclusive. It's like Christmas every week here, isn't it? So many, <laughs> so many treats and so little time. Well, that was the news. Having thundered in like a herd of wild elephants, it's now vanished into a puff of rather pungent-smelling smoke. What on earth I'm talking about, I really don't know. Time now for listeners' emails. And remember, you can email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. Send us almost literally anything you like in email <laughs> form. Anything, yeah. But, 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 but no, nothing, nothing too... Uh, too smelly smelly please yeah that wouldn't be very nice in fact smelly socks old bits of cheese <laughs> old bits yes. of cheese inside smelly socks now that is a lethal combination to say the least not one that i'd like to in- encounter uh. can you imagine <laughs> yeah please don't do that please um so please. first up this is a rather funny little email actually i, I really like this one uh, so this one comes from james ferguson Hello, Big Finish! Exclamation mark. I'm loving the product you've been putting out and will be hard-pressed to list my favourites because there are just so bleep many. That's right. And uh, He put the bleep in, didn't he? He did yeah. put the bleep in. I yeah. hope you put the bleep in for me. Actually, no, don't, because it looked like I'm just this effing and blinding co-host. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad. He's, he's out of control. 
Welcome to the bleeping podcast. <laughs> yeah, it just it all started in 2016. He, he just lost it, you know, started swearing on air. <laughs> he, he does the show topless. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so this one's actually very interesting. So uh, as he says, continue the email. That said, I do have some niggles specifically about the word niggles. I... <laughs> It's a good word, actually. I live in the United States, and whilst I have only been to the UK once, I enjoy a lot of UK-produced media, including numerous Big Finish productions and podcasts. At dinner the other night, I used the word niggles in a sentence, and my wife looked at me like I'd just slapped her in the face with a tuna. <laughs> I'd love to know what that looks looks like, because that is a look and a half. I mean, is it a cooked tuna? or A tin? I don't know. <laughs> It's medium rare tin of tuna. A frozen tuna steak. Ooh, that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah, please write in to your, your variations of tuna, please. Um, after which, after he'd slapped her with the tuna, in inverted commas, um, she said, that isn't a real word. So since I don't know anyone in the UK and Twitter scares me, I thought I'd ask you, <laughs> is niggles a real word? Keep up the good work, exclamation mark. James F. There's a full stop if you wanted to read that bit of uh, punctuation up. Benji, you seem to have an obsession with reading out people's punctuation. Uh, right, I can confirm that niggles is a real word. Here's the dictionary definition. Uh, cause slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort or anxiety. For example, Doreen wanted to discuss matters that niggled at her mind. That's niggled as a, an adjective there. And niggling, niggling aches and pains. No, that wasn't niggled as an adjective. The niggling aches and pains was. I just can't uh, read out my own notes. <clears throat> so there you are. Yes, niggles is a real word. Is it not used in America then? Isn't that weird? It's an interesting. I like the word actually. I think it's got. Yeah. It's, it's a good character, character building yes. word, isn't it? It's very. I use it a lot. Well, you, just, you have a lot of niggles, don't you? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, there goes one. Got it. I just threw a tin of tuna at it. It'll be fine now. <laughs> You don't want to go shopping with with Nick. He, he just he gets to the tuna section and it and it, it's a massacre. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, thanks uh, very much for that one, James. Um, I, I hope that's stopped your niggle about the word niggle. So next up here, this is John from Colorado. Nick and Benji, I don't find the length of the podcast too long. I listen to it at work and it helps my day along. So don't let them get you down. John from Aurora, Colorado. Thanks for that, John. Yeah, okay, well, fair enough. I don't think anyone was really having a go. I think people were just sort of saying, oh, they are getting a bit long. And yeah, I think I predict a riot. No, I predict <laughs> that this one will be shorter. Yeah, yeah this is... I've said it. I've said it now. I could be wrong as it comes in at one hour, 27 minutes again. <laughs> I think, how did that happen? <laughs> no, I just inserted like 20, 20 minutes of white noise in the middle to, to length it out for you. <laughs> yes. And now, <laughs> <laughs> that was a superb version of white noise. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing it all week. <laughs> well, that was, uh, yeah, thanks for that, John. Uh, some nice words of uh, encouragement there. And next up is uh, our uh, is our randomoid selectron friend Hannah Newman, who she is the certainly the creator of the I would say the physical form of the randomoid selectron. Mm -hmm. So she sent in this brief note regarding the most recent podcast. I wouldn't mind at all if you're sharing out the selectron on social media or in the podcast descriptions. Wow, so we could put a link to it. It's exciting. I think it's exciting. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. That'll be... And, you know, I don't know don't know whether it'll get overloaded and crash with <laughs> thousands of people having a Selectatron fix. And this, uh, by the way, Hannah's name relates to the, the next um, email uh, from my dear friend, Fatima Issa. Uh, she, uh, because is, I presume it's Hannah Newman, because to me it could, it could be Hannah Neumann. N-E-U-M-A-N. I don't know. It's it's just things like that. Just don't 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 even don't throw those curveballs. That changes everything. <laughs> anyway, this is from Fatina. Hello, Nick, Benji, and anyone else who is crazy enough to join the podcast madness. Smiley face. I'm following Benji's example of reading out <laughs> punctuation. It's, it's like important. That. It's, it's important. An emoji. Uh, I have to say that I was smirking quite heavily. 
well, I told you to give up smirking, pet. Uh, when I heard in the last podcast, that's a Geordie joke lost on all Americans, uh, uh, challenges in mentioning Ramon Tickerham. Yes, I am forcing you to say the name again. Uh, smiley winky face. I've been dealing with something similar my entire life with my name. Worst I've ever heard someone uh, had an attempt at my name was Fitna Ica. <laughs> <laughs> what is that or Ica? I know, uh, have no idea where that came from. Neither have I, Fatina. I have a confession to make, obviously. By the way, that it wasn't until just recently that I I had to ask Fatina how to pronounce her surname. I've known her for years, and I've never used her surname to say hi, Fatina. But it's Isa, not Isa. Um, I enjoyed listening to the interview with Ramon. Continues Fatina, nicely done there. As far as the randomoid selectatron, which I'm sure I'm misspelling. Well, you are, but I've made up the spelling, so. You you can spell it any way you like, really. My thought to have it available to your adoring fans. Yes, please. We can all use a bit of RAM. She says, now, we're calling it RAN, as as in randomoid, aren't we? R-A-M. She's put R-A-M. But then random access memory, that's just as appropriate, really, isn't it? Rami Shankar, the Indian sitar player. I think it's almost entirely irrelevant to the point we're making. <laughs> Ram, so Ram or Ran, we can call the random one selectron. Um, yes, we we can all use a little bit of Ram, especially those of us who have been with you since the beginning and really are at a loss at times, looking at the enormity of our BF libraries. I know the feeling. My mathematical mind has been curious about it since it was first mentioned. Huge thanks to Hannah for creating it and hopefully making it available to us all. Well, yes, I'll I'll put a link to it in the um the the doobry. In the doobry. In the little news item that goes with the Big Finish podcast on the Big Finish site. Difficult for those of you who access us through iTunes, but go and have a look at bigfinish.com and you'll find it. Uh, thanks for all the work you do to keep me happy. That's the only reason we do it fast enough, frankly. And though my bank account is lighter, I'm always happy to help support the cause. Aww. Lots of love, Fatina, as, as she is indeed. Fatina goes into bat for us a lot online. So bless you, Fatina. Um, yeah, I probably, I hope you're going to be at Gallifrey uh, next year because I'll be there. I won't be at Chicago TARDIS this year because I'm going to L.I. Who instead. And I can't do two conventions in a week. Okay, next email. There is no next well, that's, email. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the next email. That was uh, it, it breezed through, didn't it? It's sort of quite yeah. a cold shiver from the other side. Um, yes. So that was the end of the emails for this podcast. And remember, you can send us an email about literally anything you like, within reason, please. Obviously, it, you know, it could get horrific. Um, and you can send them to podcast at bigfinish.com. Anyway, so there we go. Yes, time now for our star interview with actor Sean Carlson. Sean plays Narvin in our Doctor Who spin-off series, Gallifrey, all about the crazy stuff that happens down on the Doctor's home planet of Gallifrey. Sounds like the uh, very brief sort of synopsis for a sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> about the crazy goings-on on Gallifrey. Those crazy funsters, the Time Lords. <laughs> kooky characters. So the series has literally been going on for years, and Sean has quite a following. Yes, and Sean's interview comes in two parts. Part one is starting now. Hello, Sean Carson. Hello, Nick Briggs. How are you doing? I'm good, yes. Good. Uh, I have already told uh, in the last podcast, I told the listeners the sorry story of how I was sitting here last week hmm. with microphones set up like this. I was literally sitting here like this in the Big Finish production office <laughs> thinking you were blooming late. Thinking, where the hell is Sean Carson? That's the last time I invite him in for a podcast or employ him <laughs> indeed because he can't even be bothered to show up. How wrong I was. Yes, yeah. Sorry I had a major about panic about that. Though. I thought, I thought, it, is it me? You know, is it my mistake? You know, I definitely said the 20th, didn't I? Didn't <laughs> sure, I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's <laughs> indisputable. And I think you sent me a lovely message where you said you were dry stone walling. I was it? dry stone walling in Wales. You, you said, where, where the hell? Well, you didn't say, where the hell are you? But no, that I was didn't. pretty much what you were saying, yeah, that was reading the between subtext. the lines. I had a slightly fraught text from you. You know, where are you? And I said, I'm dry stone walling in Wales. Where are you? <laughs> That's such. That sounds like such a um, an archetypal Welsh thing to be doing. Were there yeah. sheep around? Yeah. Well, um, there were. There yeah. were rare breed sheep, very very close by. Why were you doing that, by the way? What? Um, Can you not say you suddenly look like it's some trick? I suddenly look like that's. A, that's I can't a, tell you. It's, it's a spoiler. For the government. I couldn't possibly tell. I talk about that. 
<laughs> but it's putting those sort of rock things, is it? Yes, it's it's building a wall without cement, you know. So you've got to get your you've got to get your your base right, you know, yeah. your foundation right, and then you've got to select the right rocks. And it's like a really long drawn out, you know, jigsaw puzzle. You know, it's like the Krypton Factor. You know, <laughs> got to get it right. You know, I mean, that's uh... they have to go in the right way, and so it stays up. Is that a, a skill that's been passed down through your From family, generation to generation? Yeah. You know, through the the, the Carlson family. Come from a long, a long line of dry stone wallers. <laughs> I suddenly turned into Anthony Hopkins. I'm going to shout for no apparent reason. <laughs> but there we are. There's, there's the first Hopkins in there. Oh, marvelous, <laughs> marvelous. Now, <clears throat> go on. You, you were about to do something else then. Oh, no, yeah, that, that was just another Tony. Oh, he does that a lot. He goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hopkins here, actor, mad Welsh actor. No, no need for formalities. Please call me Sir Tony. <laughs> Now, of course, uh, your notoriety within the Big Finish world is for playing Narvin it is. in Gallifrey. You've got quite quite a following, haven't you, Sean? I believe so. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm reliably told. What, yes. what is the reason for this, do you think? You know, is it Narvin or is it your own personal animal magnetism? <laughs> <laughs> I... I think it's it's Gallifrey itself, isn't it? Because it's it's a fantastic series, and and what you guys, Gary, created back then, yeah, yeah, has stood the test of time. You know, I didn't think it would last this long. I don't think any of us did, and um, you know, it's always been very popular, and you know, the demand has always been there for it. It's yeah. got its following. Well, because there was a huge gap, and then it there, came there back that, because I was, yeah, you know, that that gap was me trying to get Gary Russell to do it again, but he was busy in Wales at the time. And I thought it. that would kill it. I thought it was dead in the water because when you leave something for that long, yeah. you think, well, you know, the fans will have moved on to something else. They'll, they'll have lost interest. They didn't stop asking. The demand isn't going to be there for it to come back, but it was. And the fact that we did, you know, get the band back together. I've always likened the Gallifrey cast to being we're a bit like Fleetwood Mac you know so we've got the classic lineup back together you know yeah. and um yeah we don't all kind of you know have relationships with each other I've put a stress you, that sure not you and Lana not, not of a physical sense you know <laughs> <laughs> can I say that you're gonna be editing that out yeah. you can say physical sense to me I don't mind um you've done other big finish have you or was it I have hits? yeah I've, I've been very fortunate to have done a lot of stuff across the range. So, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed working with uh, with the fourth, fifth, uh, and eighth Doctors. Um, so that was fantastic. Dark Eyes 3 I loved. Oh, Twice yeah. I've worked with Paul, of course, you know, and I'm a huge fan of his Doctor. Um, we've been lucky enough to have Colin come into Gallifrey. That's right. So, um, and what did you do with the fourth Doctor? And I... Was down in uh, in Tunbridge Wells to do uh, the Ghosts of Grahlstead, which was the Hinchcliffe box yeah. set, which was fantastic. So again, it's it's wonderful to kind of get away from Narvin, much as I adore playing him, but to play something completely different. So playing this kind of Knockney Cockney grave digger called Ned Davy was was enormous fun. Yes, I was wondering, I was thinking, uh, if he's done The Fourth Doctor, then surely I was directing it. But yes, I didn't direct that. It was it, Ken Bentley. Ken, yeah. Which is lovely. Been yeah, fortunate to work, work with Ken a couple of times as well, and uh, he's a lovely man and terrific director. So yeah, all good. I'm gonna cough. <coughs> I, I smell like a trauma. <coughs> Tom Jones there. Um, <coughs> so you've worked with different big finished directors. I don't know why I'm asking you this. That, that lots of you've I've I've never directed you. Have I? We've never worked together. Well, um, that you know, we've done conventions together and we've hung out together and. We've, we've, my second podcast, you know, but um, no, we've yeah. not worked together. Yeah. I don't know why that is. What? Is, do you find all <laughs> Why the, is that, Nick? I, I don't know. It's, it's I don't only, wish to put you on the spot. It's but. only, it's, it's <laughs> deeply personal. I, I imagine so. That's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's some sort of weird vendetta yeah. I've got yes. against you. Working yeah. with that awful Welshman. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you notice... Uh, different styles of directors, different approaches. Because you've worked, you know, you've worked with what Scott and Scott. Gary and Ken. Yeah, have you, Lisa has Lisa directed uh, um, you. Yes, I have worked with Lisa as well. Um, so yes, most definitely, everybody's got their style. Um, yeah, and they're they are all very different. They're all very different personalities. Um, but essentially, it, it's it's you know, it's it's big finish. It's it's Doctor Who audios or part of the world of Doctor Who, and usually at the Moat Studios with Toby so um, yeah it's it's always always a, 
a treat and a joy. And I mean that. I, I honestly do. And everybody says that about, you know, the food is wonderful, the catering, there was bang it's on true, about that. Though, it's it? true. <laughs> it's amazing. It is it, amazing. You know. Um, Not that many people would lie, would they? If, if no, it weren't true. They no. wouldn't all just make up this story, would no, they? No. Yeah. So we, we, we do it for the food. Yeah. Just I mean, I, I can't remember. And the love. And the love of it. Uh, yes. Of it. Yeah. Course. Food and love, it's the yeah. same thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I've heard people interviewed on different kinds of productions. And you notice all the interviews for, for Big Finish Productions, people are very enthusiastic and engaged. Mm. And I've, I've, yes, heard interviews for productions not connected with Big Finish. And you, yeah. just, think, and you just hear the interviewer trying to wring some enthusiasm out of the performers because mm. they've clearly had, you know, not maybe a wretched time, but a fairly nothingy time. And I think we... Yeah, we make sure everyone's happy. Everyone knows everyone else in the cast. You know, we introduce people. Yeah, do I mean, you find in the business sometimes you go and do jobs and no one lets anyone know who anyone else is. Absolutely, and everyone's yeah, sort of we've all experienced that. Yeah, weird, isn't it? yeah, and uh, you know, quite honestly, I, 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 this is one of the best, most l enjoyable gigs I've ever had. You know, doing Big Finish over the years, and I've made so many dear friends through it. And it is, you know, people talk about the Big Finish family, which is very true. You know, and some of you guys have become you know, not just colleagues, but, but dear, dear friends, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's a lovely thing, isn't it? So, you know, periodically we catch up either in the studio or at conventions and um, and it is always, always wonderful. But the nice thing is working with very well-known actors, you know, I kind of star names, that they seem to be having the same experience of actually having a really great day in the studio, you know, yeah. and saying, oh, this is nice, the food's wonderful and everyone's really charming and uh, it's just a, a lovely, relaxed, you know, um, gig. Yeah, well, it's very rare that... That doesn't happen, mm. you know. And of course, the times when it doesn't happen, we don't tell you about this. No, <laughs> I've not seen it. I've never, I've never had a, a, an awful tense day in the studio where somebody's, you know, having a miserable time. But anyway, moving on. on. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but really few. I mean, we're really lucky like that. And it yeah. is, I think, you know, you get back what you give out. And if you give out a positive vibe and you're enthusiastic about your work, it takes a. Uh, a fairly unique human being not not to back, not to give that back to you in some way or another yeah you know? i mean i don't want people to be groveling and saying how grateful they are or anything like that just to just to be nice mm. you know, that's kind and nice that's mm. that's sort of anyway um are you would you count yourself uh, some form of big finish listener as well do you listen to things other than the stuff you're in um generally i'll be honest generally it's the stuff that i'm in and i, I will always always listen to you know whatever I've recorded yeah. you know. Um, well that's that makes you fairly unique because a lot of <laughs> actors don't uh, don't like to hear themselves but well, I'm, I listen, I'm with you yeah. I, I always listen back to what yeah. I've done to try and learn from yeah them. I just I just want to know that I've, I've done a good job you know and and just to see how the story you know turns out and I always find them hugely enjoyable I genuinely do and I will go back and listen to them again sometimes which is you know nice um, I've listened to other big finished stuff that I've not been in uh, when I very first got involved with you guys uh, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before at conventions but it was basically I was doing Sons and Lovers uh, a theatre tour and Jason came to see it and we had a few beers afterwards and I was very excited to be meeting the guy behind Doctor Audios because I'm a fan you know mm -hmm. um, and he very kindly said well you know send your send your tape it was tape in those days Gosh. send your, your cassette to <laughs> this address you know to Gary Russell and he gave me a couple of CDs and one was uh, Storm Warning and Paul McGowan's first one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, which I loved, yeah. and Sword of Orion. Huh? Yeah, and I also listened to one his of first your Cyberman ones. ones yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, and there was a Dalek one as well, The Phantom Menace. Is that no? That's Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Something. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so I wrote the Phantom. No, it's oh, nothing. The mutant phase. The mutant phase is yeah. nothing like the Phantom Menace. Well, the mutant a, phase. There's a F in it. A PH. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was It's the PH that got me. Yeah, they're very similar. Anyway, so I can remember. I can remember driving from London to, to Wales, listening to my very first Doctor Who audio, and it was the mutant phase. Wow. So there you were, you know. Jason did go through a, a phase, if you'll pardon the pun, of, of handing that one out to people. Yeah. I, I know he gave it to Stephen Moffat. But I was so Who excited. I think liked one of the episode <laughs> endings. That was it. Yeah. It was great. I just remember I had a little Fiat X19 then, gorgeous little... Target top sports car. I love that car. It rusted away. Anyway, so I was in my little X19 bombing down the M4, listening to this um, Doctor Who audio, and I was, on the one hand, so excited, you know, because I was like, God, Doctor Who on audio. This is brilliant, you know. This is wonderful. Yeah. Who thought of this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other hand, I was hugely kind of jealous because you know my 
uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine was in it. And I was like, I want to be in this. I want to work with these guys. Anyway, I did as Jason said, and I sent my cassette, and I heard nothing back for about two or three years. It was like, wow. yeah, it was 2001 that was, I think. And then about yeah, yeah. three years later, Gary called me out of the blue and, uh, and said, do you want to come in and do a... And again, I've, I've, I think he said that they've moved offices and he just found my cassette behind the photocopy or something. And tantalisingly, Sean's interview will continue in a later podcast. Will it be next week? Probably not, because we're hoping to have India Fisher chatting with us about the second series of Charlotte Pollard. But rest assured, Sean will be back with the rest of his rather fabulous chat with me. Jolly good. That's exciting, to say the least. <laughs> and now it's time once again. For the randomoid Selectatron, or oh. lovingly referred to as Ran or Ram. Or Tuna. Ma. I'm saying it backwards now. Ma. Na. Mana. Ma Mana. Mana Mana. Anyway. Nort Nort Rot Kel S. You're trying to say the whole thing backwards. Doinob Danor. Doorknob? What? Do dorm, do, I don't know. My, right, my, I'm getting the big finished website up ready for whatever title you come up with. Activate now, Benji. And it has been activated. It is The Wanderer. Oh, The Wanderer. I'm a wanderer. I'm a wanderer. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, you see, I know nothing about this. It's a companion chronicle uh, starring William Russell as uh, Ian Chesterton. And Tim Chipping as Grigory or Grigory. It's, well, it would be Grigori, I think, because it's set at the end of the 19th century and the TARDIS arrives just as a shooting star hurtles to the ground. Yes, Siberia, I think, is it? Yeah. Uh, so this is by uh, Richard Dinnick, and here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Wanderer. We met a few wanderers while we ourselves drifted about the universe, but one encounter made me realise that sometimes... Being an outsider means that you lose perspective. This time, the stars had called the TARDIS back to Earth once more. There is a great deal of superstition here, especially when it comes to strange lights in the sky. I think we had better take a look. Hmm? We have been sent to retrieve our ranger. The ranger can get us home to 1963. This is such an opportunity. Are you out of your mind, Chesterton? Doctor, we must concentrate on finding that object. The interference of being alien to this era could bring about cataclysmic damage to the timeline. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Have you heard it? I've not heard it. I've, I've not. I, I, it came up and I just thought, no. But um, I'm, I'm going to make it my mission to listen to it now, I think. Because it actually looks quite good. I'm quite, I, I love history. That's a big thing for yeah. me. Love, love a bit of history. So actually, I'm quite excited to, uh, to have a look at that. I love as well, I, William Russell, one of the original yeah. TARDIS team. So it's, uh, it's always nice to, to go back to where it all began. Yeah. Goodness. Why did I think it was set in Siberia? It, it oh, says I, yes, Siberia. Did, Siberia, that's why. Oh, was <laughs> that's the... why I just imagined that. Yeah, Siberia at it's, the end I, of the 19th. I've literally drawn a blank on that. We can always go again if you like, if you, if you feel... No, you no, feel... it's only fair. Let's just say, go and listen to The Wanderer. I mean, and just once again, a general recommendation for The Companion Chronicles. And this is one of the many exciting releases in that, yeah. It's quite a nice cover, yeah. actually. The, the front cover's really, it's beautiful really pretty. It's beautiful cover, isn't it? I like the yeah. little robot the on cover? it. Is it a spaceship or a robot? Whatever it is, I like it. Oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Oh, the cover art was uh, Alex Mallinson. Of course it was. Yeah, Alex, who's uh, a lovely fellow, and I still keep in touch with him from time to time. We, we bother each other now and again, but he's off on various adventures. He's, you know, he like Alex likes to do things like... Um, go camping and i know we've spoken about that we but have. like not take a tent what yeah and i don't know whether he even takes a sleeping bag i'm not sure maybe he does but he just sort of sleeps on the ground 
He's he's hardcore, Alex. He used to turn up at the studio with no shoes on, having ridden a bike all the way across London. I saw a woman yesterday, actually. She she got off the train and she just had no shoes on. And I, I just remember thinking, I'm sure it's probably that, that her, her shoes had been hurting her, so she took them off. But I just remember thinking, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, you know, he, he it's, I don't know, but uh, Alex is one of those joyous people. The, the very thought of him brings a smile to my face, as you can see. Oh, he's smiling, everybody. <laughs> he is smiling. Um, and he, uh, for example, I'll give you uh, an in- indication of how important Alex is to me. Uh, he was at my wedding and um, I had a, a proper wedding in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we had another wedding, <laughs> another ceremony on the beach near where I live and it was the most beautiful day of that year it was the 26th of June uh, 2009 I think and uh, was it sure I can't remember how long I've been married isn't that awful um, and uh, it uh, and, and I had him perform a ridiculous ceremony on on the beach because I thought he was the, I thought I must find the most inappropriate person to do a marriage ceremony. <laughs> and, then, and Alex, and he did it beautifully. I wrote a script and he read it out and people stood there scratching their heads. It was one of those days when, I'm, this is just turning into an anecdote about my wedding now. It was one of those days when, you know, because we planned to do that on the beach, people said to me, what was plan B? And I didn't have a plan B. I think just in my mind, my wedding was associated with such sunshine. I never, it never occurred to me that it wouldn't be sunny in June, which of course in Britain, it often isn't sunny in June at all. But it was the nicest day of the year. There was literally not a cloud in the sky. That's what you That's want the for way your I wedding, think isn't it, really? Weddings are, I always find with weddings, you, there's rarely, I've not been... I might no. I've been to one wedding where there was bad weather. The rest of the time, it's always it's always pleasant. But then people have more weddings at nicer times, don't they? They they, they yeah, go I know. But it. it's no guarantee June anymore. I mean, I think the twenty sixth of June this year was pretty bloomin' rotten. And I, I I said to Steph, my wife, I just said to. Yeah, this was the day we had our wedding, wasn't it? Yeah, see, that's another awful confession. We don't really do a big thing about our uh, anniversary. Usually, when men say that, it means that they forget it. And <laughs> And the wife is just sort of, you know, making a note of another transgression that will be fired back later. It's always the... And you never remember our... It's it's always, don't think I don't know where you got those flowers. You'd stopped at the garage on the way home. (laughs) It's still got the SO logo on it. Uh, I think that the wackiest, the wackiest wedding I went to, it wasn't so much wacky, but it, it strikes me as a strange time. It was my cousin's wedding. Because we were all in this big, it was it was on the grounds of like this this sort of, I guess like this scouts estate, so a big woodland sort of thing. It was lovely. It was in a huge marquee. But the wackiest thing about this was that I was sitting just at the table eating as you do, and I looked round and I don't know if, if anybody here. I'm sure there's some of us have seen the film Labyrinth. With the I haven't. You've not seen. You must see. No. It. It's a superb film. It's one for you Everyone and Ben. Tells one me for that. you and Ben. Yeah. Yeah. We have got it on DVD. Give it a, We've bought it for him, yeah. Give it a whirl, because it's it's got a character in it. Uh, she's called, I guess, the bag lady, and she's got loads of bags stacked upon her, her back and loads of belongings and junk. The junk lady, sorry. And then anyway, I looked over, and he had these, these Jim Henson replica people dressed up in all the gear walking around this wedding in character, interacting with the guests. And it was like the most surreal thing I've ever seen is just these amazing handsome puppets just talking with the guests and mingling. It was... And was he arrested by Henson lawyers at the end of the wedding for breaking copyright? Who knows? I, I, I'd like to find... It was, it was some guys he met at Glastonbury who, who do it. I can't remember what they're called. I'm not going to get them in trouble. I anyway, know I can't yeah. remember what they're called. Rosie, so one of them's called Rosie. There we go. Let's don't say. Get, get on just it. Give, get just, on it. Just give us their address. Needless to say, um, it rained later on at that wedding, and I met a weird Scotsman who said, um, "There's a scout obstacle course outside. Would you like to go on that?" Needless to say, I did. Slipped off it and ruined my brand new blue tailor-made suit. Uh, yeah, tailor-made. I know the only tailor-made nice. suit I've ever had. <laughs> it was that's incredible. I've never had a tailor-made suit. I, th- I bought a couple of expensive ones in my time. Yeah, I bought one, um, a purple velvet suit from Paul Smith. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I got great attention in the shop because I walked in, I said, I want a purple velvet suit. And they looked at me and I said, a purchase will be made. And they thought, <laughs> right, he's not messing with us. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, and uh, so there, there are strange anecdotes, nothing to do with The Wanderer or indeed Richard Dinnick. I haven't got any anecdotes about Richard Dinnick that I could say in a public place. Right. <laughs> so The Wanderer, go and have a listen to it. And there we go. That was the Randomoid Selectatron. As random as ever. And now we can say the Randomoid Selectatron is not just a podcast exclusive. As we will be leaving a link for you to have a go yourself. Nick, I think it's now time for the roundup of the latest releases from Big Finish. Over to you. Well, naturally, there's Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Age of Endurance, and The Seventh Doctor Adventure, Maker of Demons. Philip Hitchcliffe presents The Genesis Chamber and the final edition of Paul McGann in The Chimes of Midnight. Not that Paul McGann's not made out of vinyl, but <laughs> there, yes. But, 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 there's also Doom Coalition 3. That's right, uh, I, I did the sound on that one, so naturally I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and say go and listen to it, because it's great fun. So here is a snippety snippety snippet of that for you now. The archives were the most highly secured place on Gallifrey. Probably even more so now after what happened last time. What happened last time? The Eleven happened. Threads in the web of time are being unpicked by whatever this is. They're in flux but only in relation to one another. Hear that fizzing noise? That's my brain. Ah, oh, don't worry, Liv. I have a seventh sense for this kind of business. In the name of King Henry, I demand that you identify yourselves. Intent hostile. Threat will be neutralized. None will stand in our way. Oh, by the way, there's been great reaction to it. That's a particularly um, moving bit in it that people are talking about. But anyway, we'll discuss that in a later podcast. Indeed. Hats off to you, Dorney, for making the nation cry. The world cry. And there we have it. So now it's that sad time. And actually, it's come around sooner this time. So hats off to us for soldiering on through. So it's now time for me and Nick to say goodbye. Goodbye. Although I just thought I'd say we hope to be featuring a guest star interview with India Fisher in next week's podcast. Yes, Charlie Pollard. And here's the fourth instalment of our serialization of The Prisoner. And number six is about to meet number two for the first time. Fighting talk number six. Ah, now then, I do believe you're accepting my breakfast invitation. Well done, there's a good chap. Ah, there he is. Let him enter. I'm here to see number two. Well, is that you? Obviously not. Don't say much, do you? Good morning, my dear fellow. Don't mind my diminutive butler. He's a law unto himself. Do come in. Breakfast is waiting. Ah, (laughs) there you are at last. What do you think of my office? Like the inside of a giant washing machine. Yeah, very, very good. I mean, it's the latest thing, you know. Stark futurism, they call it, I believe. Are we locked in? My dear fellow, don't be so suspicious. Then I can leave. Oblige me with a little chat first. Who are you? We spoke on the phone. The question still stands. I'm number two. That's not a name. No names here, my dear fellow, just numbers. For example, you are number six. Where is this place? Hmm? Uh, The Green Dome. Oh, won't you sit down and have some breakfast? Oh, come on now. You must be starving after your long journey. How long a journey? By car? Train? Aeroplane? The Queen Mary? Where am I? In the village. Now, I think this will be to your liking. We've been very careful to do it all exactly the way you like it. How many eggs with your bacon? Two... Hey, presto, we got it right. Now, tea or coffee? Tea. Just as we thought. Indian or China? 
either. Milk or lemon? Lemon. Where is this village of yours? Well, you've seen it, haven't you? Out there. And by all indications, you've had a jolly good tour of it, too. Where in the world is it? I would ask you to be careful. This is the very best country in China, you know. Then if you don't want me to start smashing it up, you'd better answer my question. Well, how about you answering mine first? So, this is where the interrogation starts, is it? Interrogation? You are melodramatic, aren't you? No, no, no. Just a little chat over breakfast. Just to clear up a few things. Now, do sit down, old boy. What do you expect me to sit on? Aha! Now, you're like this. Seats that come out of the floor. It's amazing, isn't it? It's the latest thing, you know. So you keep saying. Is it electrified? Oh, do be serious, number six. I'm not a number, I'm a person. Of course you are, of course you are. Aren't we all? Well, I suppose I can't force you to sit, but do help yourself to toast if you get peckish. Now, there are just a few things I want to get cleared up, and then you can be on your way. On my way where? Home? Weren't you intending to go to the Bahamas? Is that where this place is? <laughs> Does it look like the Bahamas? It doesn't look like anywhere. What makes you think I was going to the Bahamas? Well, you were, weren't you? If you know everything, why do you need to ask me any questions? Just a few outstanding details we need to fill in. Really? Perhaps you'd like to tell me what you do know. Oh, very well. Look at the screen. Screen? That wall. The whole wall? Impressive, isn't it? It's the la latest thing. You've got your own cinema. Big deal. Now then, number six. File open. What's that? A tablet. You're going to swallow it. Oh, very amusing, number six. Very amusing. No, it transmits to the screen. There. What are you doing? Recognize him? That... That's me. But how did you... Scrolling on. Childhood during the war. Down into the tube stations for safety, eh? Ah, the bulldog spirit, Alcyon days. What a shrapnel collection you had in that little tin box. What's going on here? How did you get that footage? It looks... Yes? Like it was shot yesterday. Like that fellow you saw going over the Berlin Wall. Help! What? <laughs> shot yesterday! That wasn't yesterday, that was... Ah, but doesn't it feel like yesterday? How are you getting all this stuff? Let's bring you up to date. So tell me, Seltzman. You have to come with me. Do I? Where was the camera? Where isn't there a camera these days, hmm? What? Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Y you have to. I, I need... It's all right. Don't worry. All right? Yes. Sorry. Well, you stay here. I'll get the car. And then, off he went and left her, poor Janet. I thought you said no names. Ah, but she isn't in the village. Well, not yet, anyway. What do you mean by that? What do you want from me? I told you. Information. You have all the information you need. I'm leaving. Open it. It's a question of your resignation. Open the door. The information in your head is priceless. Open it! I don't think you realize what a valuable property you've become, number six. A man like you would be in great demand on the open market. Who brought me here? Yes. I know exactly how you feel. Frankly, I sympathize with you. They've taken one hell of a liberty. They? But you see, you can't avoid the fact that a lot of people are bound to be curious about what lies behind your resignation. What people? When a man knows as much as you do... I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for. And I don't care. Open that door or I'll break it down. I'd like to see you try. Give me that tablet thing. Manners, my dear fellow. You had only but to ask. How the hell does this thing work? Tell me where you got this stuff. It's quite the latest thing, number six. Rather beyond me, I'm afraid. How do you turn it off? How the hell do you turn it off? Help. 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 
There's no need for all this nonsense. All we want to know is why you resigned. You have all you need to know on this damn thing. Name, date of birth, address, even my resignation letter. It's the whole picture. Oh, but there is just one important thing you've left out. Is there really? Yes. Would you like to know what it is? By all means, number six. 431. 431. A.M. A.M.? 4.31 A.M. on the 19th of March, 1928. The time of my birth. Oh, well, that's splendid. Now, if we can just... I've nothing else to say. Is that clear? Nothing. It's only a matter of time. Sooner or later, you'll tell me. Sooner or later, you'll want to. I doubt it. Let's make a deal. You cooperate, tell us what we want to know, and this can be a very nice place. You may even be given a position of authority. So? Not home or the Bahamas anymore, then? Oh, you never know your luck. I'm not making any deals with you. I've resigned. I'm not going to be pushed, filed, indexed, stamped, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. Is it really now? You won't hold me here. Won't we? <laughs> Let me prove to you that we will. Come on, I'll show you. We can take this resignation business up later. No rush. After you. So where are you taking me? I'd like to put everything in perspective for you, number six. What the hell's that thing? It's a helicopter, dear boy. It's not like any helicopter I've ever seen. Oh, it's the latest thing. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> Impressive, isn't it? First class, dear boy. Do step in. Are you sure your butler's a qualified pilot? No, oh, it virtually flies itself, you know. Step in! Step in! 